And good afternoon, GRN listeners across the South and Central Texas listening area. This is your live and local program. This is In His Vineyard. I'm Sean, your host for the program every Monday at noon. I'm also GRN's Director of Mission Development, uh, which means we have a huge announcement to make uh, later on in, in the program. Uh, but uh, we are super excited to, to talk about all things Catholic within the you know South and Central Texas listening area. Thank you to everyone tuning in from Marble Falls, Fredericksburg, Kerrville, Uvalde, and right here in good old San Antonio. I'm grateful that you've decided to spend this hour joining us and getting caught up on all things Catholic in South and Central Texas. Now, on the program, I do try to bring you a variety of informative discussions highlighting different people, ministries, and events going on in the Archdiocese of San Antonio and parts of the Diocese of Austin. And on today's program, we'll be speaking with Dr. Ray Garendi, host of The Doctor Is In, uh, which you can hear every, uh, you know, every day uh, at noon right here on your, uh, you know, GRN station, except on Mondays. Uh, that's reserved for your live and local program uh, with yours truly. Uh, so, uh, but it's going to be an interesting discussion. Uh, he is headlining, uh, you know, the uh, the speaker group, um, you know, for the, you know, Uvalde Sacred Heart Catholic Church men's conference that's going to be taking place this weekend, uh, there in the parish hall of Sacred Heart Catholic Church. Uh, so, you know, we will be talking about that. Um, and later in the program, we're going to be speaking with Miss Diana Sarfin, uh, representing Pilgrim Center of Hope. Uh, she's going to be on to discuss the seniors Catholic conference taking place on June 23rd at St. Luke Catholic Church. Uh, these are going to be great discussions, very informative. Uh, so be sure uh, to let your friends uh, know to tune in. Uh, you can watch the live Facebook feed on, um, you know, there on Facebook. If you join the GRN South and Central Texas Facebook group page, uh, you can also tune in uh, using the um, internet at grnonline.com or download the free Guadalupe Radio Network app. Uh, so before we get to those conversations, let's go ahead and get today's program started the way that we should do all things, and that is in prayer. And remember, as we pray, ask that the Lord would make his will known to you and pray for the grace to accomplish his will and loving obedience. So join me now in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O most holy heart of Jesus, fountain of every blessing, I adore you. I love you, and with lively sorrow for my sins, I offer you this poor heart of mine. Make me humble, patient, pure, and wholly obedient to your will. Grant, good Jesus, that I may live in you and for you. Protect me in the midst of danger. Comfort me in my afflictions. Give me health of body, assistance in my temporal needs, your blessing in all that I do, and the grace of a holy death. Amen. Heart of Jesus, aflame with love for us, have mercy on us. Heart of Jesus, wellspring of all virtue, have mercy on us. Heart of Jesus, worthy of all praise, have mercy on us. Amen. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. In just a couple of minutes, we're going to be bringing you the discussion I had with uh, Dr. Ray Garendi. Again, he's going to be headlining a awesome group of speakers at the Sacred Heart Catholic Church uh, men's conference titled Catholic Manhood. He's going to be on to, to, you know, to talk about what that even means in today's culture, the importance of reclaiming that Catholic manhood, understanding our role as men uh, within the family, within the church, uh, and really within this culture. So it, it's going to be awesome. I uh, want to you know, thank everybody who put on the Archdiocesan 
um, you know, Corpus Christi celebration and procession yesterday in downtown uh, San Antonio, right there on Main Plaza uh, at San Fernando Cathedral. It was amazing. Man, there were hundreds of people, probably a thousand something people out there. Uh, rose petals for days, uh, trumpet blast. I mean, it was great. Uh, so again, here as we continue to uh, progress through the, you know, uh, the month of, you know, dedicated to the Sacred Heart, you know, get to confession, get to adoration, uh, you know, spend some time with the Lord. I mean, it's going to be amazing. Um, you know, here, I do want to tell everybody about the Summer Share-a-thon that's kicking off tomorrow. So tomorrow, June 13th, Tuesday, running through Friday, uh, June 16th, we'll be on the air from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., making our appeal for your financial support to help keep your local uh, GRN station on the air. So uh, again, more to come on that. But without further delay, let's go ahead and take you to that interview I had with Dr. Ray Garendi. Welcome back, everybody, to your live and local program in his vineyard. My first guest joining us today is going to be Dr. Ray Garendi. Dr. Ray is a Catholic father of 10, a clinical psychologist, author, professional speaker, and national radio and television host. His radio show, The Doctor Is In, can be heard over 500 stations, including the station that you're listening to right now and all across the Guadalupe Radio Network. He's going to be headlining a wonderful lineup of speakers uh, at the Catholic Manhood Men's Conference taking place at Sacred Heart Catholic Church in Uvalde on June 17th from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. So without delay, let me go ahead and welcome to the program Dr. Ray. How are you doing today, Dr. Ray? Hello, Sean. You know, it's a real pleasure to finally get a chance to speak to you. I must share with you that my wife absolutely loves you. Okay, so in the beginning, she te- she said, "Make sure you tell Dr. Ray that." At first, I didn't like him. He kind of you know was annoying, but I've got to like him a lot. <laughs> well, uh, here's a question I would have for her, Sean. What changed? Now, I didn't change, so what was it about her that changed that she decided I was okay? Maybe she just decided to lighten up one day, you know? Who knows? (laughs) <laughs> but as I was mentioning, though, you're going to be, you know, headlining a, a great lineup of speakers uh, at this Catholic, um, you know, men's conference in uh, Uvalde, Texas at Sacred Heart Catholic Church in the Parish Hall. Uh, now, I, I want to ask you, you know, you've given over 3,000 or so talks um, on ranging from parenting and marriage and family and, and much, much more. But you're actually going to be speaking at this conference to a group of men. Uh, now, in what ways is it different speaking to a group of men than it is giving those other talks? And do you find it, you know, uh, do you find yourself a, a little more passionate about delivering your message? I'm going to tell these men how to be strong men. Our country, our culture, our faith needs strong men, men who are willing to stand up, not be canceled, not be bullied, not be pushed aside, to take a beautiful lead. And then I'm going to talk about why the Catholic Church is exactly who she says she is, the logic and the reason and the evidence that brought me back to the Catholic Church. Amen. Uh, I'm glad you you brought that up. You know that brought you back to to the Catholic Church. Uh, if you don't mind sharing a little bit, you know what was life like for you prior to rediscovering the beauty of our Catholic faith? Well, I drifted into the evangelical world, and for a while, Sean, I was very active. I had four Bible studies, a prison ministry, 
I was understanding the evangelical system, and that's when the trouble started. Mm-hmm. I saw that it didn't hang together logically for me, and I looked back at the Catholic Church, and I said, okay, what do you have to say about this? I had a million questions, but like so many people nowadays, people have questions, and so therefore they don't seek answers. They say the faith is questionable, therefore I stop. I couldn't do that. I had to look for answers. I had to try to understand what is this about Jesus Christ, about the Catholic Church that makes sense. If it's true, I want every part of it. If yeah. it's not, well, then it's just a nice little therapy. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, you you uh, have such a long history and uh, in your own profession as a, as a psychologist, as an author, speaker. You know, as I mentioned, I mean, you've given over 3,000 talks. Um, when was it for you that you decided that you wanted to do, you know, more uh, with, with this this knowledge of the faith now, when was it that you found out that you have this talent to communicate the faith and do it well uh, with others? God is smarter than I am. I think that's a safe statement. And I, see, that's one of those annoying things that would annoy your (laughs) wife, you know? So when I started to struggle, Sean, I prayed and prayed hard. I said, you, Lord, said, if somebody asked for faith, you'd give it to them. Please give me faith. I want to believe. And it didn't happen. So the Lord knew how I would approach this, that I would start reading. I would start studying. I would. I read hundreds and hundreds of books, thousands of articles. I went back and I got 20 years' worth of a Catholic magazine and read it. Because the Lord knew I had to seek. Yeah. Well, had, had I not done that, I would not be able to speak on the faith like I do today. I would not be able to answer questions on the radio or television about the faith. Because anybody who comes to me with a question or a doubt, I either had that question or doubt, or I read answers to that question or doubt. So the Lord made me struggle, and in the end, it did me well. You know, uh... You've been, you know, such a professional and to include your faith as part of your own work life, right? And I think for those of us who are blessed to be able to live out our faith on the job, I think it certainly is, you know, something to be said because there's so many right now that don't have that that luxury or that blessing, we'll say. Now, how are you able to incorporate your faith into the line of work that you do? I mean, as a medical professional uh, and such, I mean, that, that can't be too easy, would you say? I mean, how, how was that in the beginning? I was educated as a secular psychologist. Mm-hmm. And much of what I did, Sean, the first 20, 25 years of my career was secular. I was in secular media, did all the big shows, Oprah, Jenny Jones, CBS This Morning. I did all those. Yeah. I found out they were pretty much dead ends for me. And then therapy-wise, I was educated at a a secular university where God was sort of pushed to the side. I still kept my faith, but it it was definitely thin. So now there's two groups of people that come to me. One, they want to come to me because they want someone who will respect their deepest held beliefs. Mm -hmm. They want someone who will say, oh, no, your mother's not toxic. Let's not write her out of your life yet like most therapists do. The other group comes to me, they have no religious affiliation, they have no religious beliefs, they, at, at best they give uh, God a passing nod, all right? I can still work with them because 
God's truth is God's truth no matter how you label it. So let's say a guy walks in and he says, I want to leave my wife and four kids. He's not religious. There's no moral obstacle for him doing this. So what do I do? I can't appeal to some kind of moral sense. So what I do is I appeal to, I appeal to the natural results mm-hmm. of what would happen if he does this. Yeah. Because when God, when God says do it this way, don't do it this way, he knows what he's talking about. Yeah. So whether you're religious or not, if you act against the way he says to do it, uh, you're going to hit ground. Yeah. You know, um, I, I love how you say that. And I love the fact, you know, you're so candid in talking about your own uh, journey of faith. Um, I like to say to, to people when, when I speak and encounter, you know, to, to folks, um, you know, as, as you know, uh, when you're laboring in the vineyard, you're going to come across a lot of people from different, you know, points, uh, you know, on their own faith journey. Uh, and what I tend to tell people, and, you know, maybe you agree or, or, or not, but, you know, evangelization at its simplest is to just share what God, what Jesus, what the Lord has done in your own life and, and speak to that effect on you, right? Um, I know there's all sorts of theological things that, you know, that can, you know, further the conversation and, the, you know, you can get down and deep into, you know, the weeds per se. Uh, but evangelism at its simplest is to take what the Lord has done for you and share that with somebody else. Now, for you, um, that had to be a, a transition within the within your own family. Uh, what was that like for you? I mean, was, was your wife uh, already Catholic? I mean, what was that dynamic like in, in the home when you were making that change? I was raised in an Italian Catholic home, Sean. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, my parish was St. Anthony's in Canton, Ohio, which is the parish of a woman yes. named, named Rita Rizzo, uh, otherwise known as Mother Angelica. Right. So mother went to St. Anthony's, and all, it was a law. I mean, if you're Italian, you had to go to St. Anthony's. That was the law, <laughs> the way it was. So when I left the church in my 30s, my dad was crushed. He Oof. said, Ray, wh- what happened to you? Who, who got to you? And, oh, I, I rose up on my heels, real defensive. Nobody got to me, Dad. Nobody got to me. I'm just thinking about this on my own, et cetera, et cetera. Well, my dad lived long enough to see me come back to the faith. When my wife and I got married, she was not Catholic. Okay. So I kind of I drifted in her direction. At one point, as I started coming back to the church, she wanted to homeschool. Mm-hmm. I said, well, honey, if you're going to homeschool them, please at least show them and teach them the Catholic faith. She said, Okay. Well, during that year that she did that, she became very unsettled. Oh, no. Oh, no, this is making too much sense. I don't want to become Catholic. So there there for a while, I went to Mass, and then I went with her to the service at the Evangelical Church. Mm -hmm. And then inch by inch, she came toward the Church, and I would have to say she's a, a far more embracing Catholic than I am, that's for sure. You know, uh, that's, it's just beautiful when you hear the stories like that, right? Um, and again, it's when you start looking at the faith, uh, in, in its, you know, in its foundation. Uh, it's not very, you know, when, when we over, overcomplicate it, and we tend to do that, uh, as, as a people, but it's, it's very simple, right? You've got the message of, of, of Jesus, his love for us, you know, love for our neighbor. Um, he's given us the seven sacraments, um, and, 
you look throughout history and the faith, the Catholic faith, uh, is just really what I like to say. It just makes the most sense. You know, if you've got to do mental jumping jacks to prove your point, and it's just like in other areas of our culture where you've got to go through some mental jumping jacks to make it make sense, then I'd probably take the, you know, I, I, I want to take the path of least resistance. What's easiest to understand and what's easiest to, to believe? And I believe that uh, wholeheartedly that our, our faith does that. Uh, in today's culture, you know, you were talking about earlier, you know, uh, what's going on with, with men, what's going on with, with the family, uh, which is a direct result of a, a lack of um, ma- you know, manhood uh, in, in the home. But in today's culture, we currently do live in a society that has done a lot of damage uh, and has undermined the family. Now, you personally see this and hear the effects of the breakdown of the family and the work that you do. Can you tell us and share with us what the impact of a lack of heroic Catholic manhood is doing to us, Dr. Ray? The charts for mental disorders, for depression, for anxiety, for drug abuse, for broken marriages, for alcoholism, right now are sky high. They've never been this high. So the question becomes why? And if you kick out God, if you basically say God has no place really in our culture, he has no place in my life, then you're going to search for something else. Mm-hmm. You're going you're gonna, to you're gonna get misguided. You're going to go after stuff that's ultimately going to be your destruction. We look right now at the levels of depression, anxiety, suicide, drug abuse among the young people. And we say, why is this happening? What's going on here? Well, you remove dads from the picture. The research is overwhelming, Sean. Dads are an incredible force. They are a stable rock in a family. There was a wonderful study done. This was probably 20 years ago. It was, it was promoted by, um, I think, 60 Minutes. There was a game preserve in Africa where they decided that they did not need the male elephants, the bull elephants, in the herd. The herd was matriarchal. Mm-hmm. Let's just let the mothers run things and take the dads out, use them for other things. I don't know if they bred them, whatever they did. In a short period of time, what they found was that the adolescent male elephants were becoming out of control. They were knocking the rhinos all over the place just for the heck of it. And they reintroduced the males back into the herd. And the males didn't have to do anything. Just their presence toned down these unruly adolescent elephants. Just their presence. And when you take away the presence of the males, this is a large part of what you're getting. And, you know, if you look at that, that's the elephant in the room. Yeah. Lack of, lack of fathers. It's all over the place. You know, in, in, in certain communities, 70% are born out of wedlock. Yeah. Well, all of a sudden you start out without a dad right now. What do you expect? And I'm going to say to these people, what do you expect? You bemoan the fact that this is happening, and the answer is right in front of your face. Face, yeah, but you don't want to look there. Yep, yep. Yeah, if I can ask you, because I know you're you're a man of the mind. You 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 study, you uh, talk, and you analyze you know, quite a bit. Why is it difficult? Do you think uh, in, in today's culture, you know, for us to just like you said, see the elephant in the room and and address it? I mean, what's the benefit of uh, you know? Let, and there's no benefit in letting this continue. But we, you know, it's there's a lot of us, or uh, there's a lot of those in in 
in power and on and on that just refuse to wake up and just address it for what it is. Uh, and it almost seems like, well, if we if we talk about it and we talk about it a lot, then we can finally get a handle on it. I mean, wh- what's your take on that, Dr. Ray? We don't live by reason, Sean. We live by emotion mm-hmm. and self-interest. Self-interest drives everything. What is in it for me? What can I gain? What do I want? So therefore, things like sacrifice, things like putting the other person ahead, things like living for your family, those, those get put on the shelf. There's something that I call the new atheism. The old atheism made sense, logically, if the premise were true. And the premise is, there is no God. So therefore, I can pretty much do what I want. I can, pers- I can pursue what I want. I can live the way I want. I can go after power. I can go after money. I can go after nine women. It doesn't matter, because there's no God. All right, now, that makes logical sense if there is no God. Right. The, the new atheism is much more dangerous, and the new atheism is everywhere. The new atheism says, there is a God, but he thinks just like me. That is the new atheism. Wow, and that's, that's everywhere. Yeah, that's uh, that's powerful stuff when you think about it like that. You heard, um, you know, the our our most recent popes, you know, have talked about, you know, the age of relativism where there's no objective truth at all. And it's whatever, like you're saying, uh, it's all about uh, serving the self-interest, right? Uh, And you don't hear people talk about, you know, uh, words like sacrifice, you know, words like, you know, um, emptying oneself uh, and, and on and on. Uh, and it really has, uh, you know, had such an impact. Uh, listeners, if you're just now tuning in, this is your live and local program in his vineyard. I'm Sean, your host for the program every Monday at noon. Being joined today by Dr. Ray Garendi, host of The Doctor Is In, which you can uh, hear all across, uh, you know, the Guadalupe Radio Network, um, other than Mondays at noon. Sorry about that, Dr. Ray. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, you know, I, I want to continue the conversation. Um, now, again, you're going to be speaking at this men's conference at Sacred Heart Catholic Church uh, there at the Parish Hall on June 17th. So that's this coming Saturday, uh, June 17th. Uh, and we really want to you know, fill the room. We want to make sure that men understand that they are wanted, that they need to be there. Uh, but when events like this uh, conference are, are available, why is it that men should seriously consider attending uh, and making it you know, a point uh, to, to be there? One of the things that happens at these conferences, Sean, I've seen it everywhere. Guys return to confession after 30 years' absence. Wow. Because there's confessions around the clock at these conferences. And it's amazing how many guys actually step back in to that confessional booth with those priests at these conferences. That may be, that may be obviously, the most faith-critical thing they do. Yeah. It's one thing to listen to the talks and come away hopefully charged up to go back out there. But it's quite another to have the stone of thirty years of sin lifted off your shoulders. Yeah, it, it, you're uh, you're right about that. I remember. So I I may revert my, myself, and I, I can tell you, you know, firsthand what my first confession w- was like, and it seriously is like you're describing. And you know, when uh, it, it used to be said that you know 
you know, Protestants, you know, they have their, their therapists, you know, they have their psychologist and, you know, someone that you just, you know, kind of pour yourself out to. And, you know, we Catholics have this beautiful gift of, uh, you know, the sacrament of uh, reconciliation or confession. And uh, the weight that, that truly is, you know, lifted off, off of your shoulders. Uh, it's a liberation, in fact. Um, w- would you agree? And why is it, you know, to, to the psyche, you know, why is it, you know, so important that we have, uh, you know, this, this ability to, to release, uh, you know, our, our, our past, to release our failings uh, out loud like that? Jesus is the master psychologist, Sean. He knows what works best for human beings. Mm-hmm. He knows that if you go kneel by your bed and you say, okay, Lord, forgive me of that adulterous relationship, there's going to be part of you that wonders if you were sorrowful enough. There's going to be part of you that wonders if you were forgiven because this is just a mind exercise. But when you hear those words, when you feel the touch of the priest on your head, Jesus knows we are sensate human beings. Mm -hmm. We've got to connect with something. That's the way he designed us. He made us this way. So when he said, trust me on this one, I'm telling you, this is what you need to do. We can't say, well, I don't know. I am really get nervous about telling somebody what I say and do. I don't know. I'm really kind of ashamed. I, it's just easier to stare at my ceiling and, and look up there and say, oh, I'm sorry, that's better. And Jesus is going, you don't understand. That's not the way I meant you to do it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, people, people come into my office, and one of the reasons that they divorce morality from Christianity They'll call themselves Christians, but the traditional moral beliefs of Christianity don't really play a part in their lives. And if you look at Gallup surveys, for 90% of Catholics, that's true. We pretty much live like the culture. So, they think that those beliefs constrict them. Those beliefs keep them from having the fulfillment of what they want to do. Well, in fact, if God is God, and He's infinitely wise... He knows that what we call constrictions are actually freedoms. But we we don't think that. In our limited thinking, we don't trust him enough to say, okay, it seems like I'm being constricted here, staying with one wife, one woman, when I got a chance to meander, when I got a chance to go into pornography. But, okay, I'm going to trust you. Those constrictions will actually free me. And they do. They absolutely do. Amen. Um, and again, you're going to be speaking at the conference at Sacred Heart Catholic Church, Parish Hall in Uvalde, Texas, titled Catholic Manhood. This Saturday, June 17th from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Um, you know, you're being uh, men who are going to be attending. Uh, I know breakfast uh, and lunch are going to be part of their uh, registration fee. But uh, I want to bring in the wives and talk about the wives with just a couple of minutes that we have. Um, no, how- they think I'm annoying. <laughs> only mine does. Yeah, only mine oh, did. Okay. And that was in the past. So she's been forgiven for that, Dr. Ray. <laughs> so how important is it that wives encourage their husbands to take the lead as the spiritual head of the family? There's a there's a contradiction here, Sean. Uh-huh. If you look at all the surveys, the women generally are more devotional. Uh-huh. The women generally are more active in parish life. The women do more. They take the kids to church. We guys kind of sit back yeah. 
and, and let the woman drive the train. If the women can convince the guys, look, I, I want you right. to take this kind of lead. I, wa- I want that. Because a lot of guys think the women don't want that. Right. They pay lip service to it. Okay, you know, yeah, you're, you're in charge until, until you disagree with me. Then you're not in charge. And that, that happens a lot. I, I see that in parenting. Yeah. The woman will say, well, you know, I, I really kind of stop him when he disciplines the kids. Why do you do that? Oh, I just think he's kind of rough. Well, well, is he mean? Oh, no, no, he's a very loving father. Would he hurt the children? No, no, not at all. So then what you're saying is you want him to discipline more like a woman than like a man. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I guess. Well, let him be a man. That's right. That's right. Uh, and I think, uh, and the reason I asked that question, because, you know, as, as we, you know, kind of think about where we're at and such, uh, that, that question always comes to mind because uh, it, it almost seems like, yes, men have to be encouraged to take that role. They have to be motivated because, like you're saying, they just kind of take the back seat because they assume that the women want it. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, these nuggets that you're dropping on us today, I, I think, uh, you know, those who are listening, especially the men right now, you need to get out there to Yavaldi, uh Sacred Heart Catholic Church, Parish Hall, Saturday, June 17th from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Dr. Ray, it was a real pleasure uh, getting a chance to finally talk to you. Uh, I'll be sure to let my uh, wife know that you forgive her, all right? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, Sean, by now her IQ should be pretty high. It was probably (laughs) struggling to be lifted up there, but I I pulled her up. <laughs> Amen to that. You can listen to Dr. Ray on The Doctor Is In every uh, every weekday, Monday through Friday uh, at noon, right here on the Guadalupe Radio Network and across the EWTN radio affiliates. Dr. Ray, thank you for joining us today. Sean, as always, my friend, looking forward to seeing you. Amen. God bless you, Dr. Ray, and may the Lord bless the work of your hands. Thank you. Hi everybody, Sean here. Beginning Tuesday, June 13th through Friday, June 16th, we'll be making our appeal for your financial support during our Summer share pledge drive. I want to humbly ask that you please prayerfully consider making a financial gift at that time to the Guadalupe Radio Network to ensure we continue keeping our airwaves Catholic across South and Central Texas. Your generosity is more than appreciated and we thank you for your support. May God continue to abundantly bless you. Hi, everybody. Dr. Ray here. Men, you're invited to join me for the Sacred Heart Catholic Church Men's Conference taking place in the Parish Hall on Saturday, June 17th from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. in Uvalde. I'll speak about Catholic manhood and how we can all be better Catholic men. Registration is only $60, includes breakfast and lunch. Man up. Join us. To register, call Deacon Ken at 830-279-9447. The Guadalupe Radio Network would like to invite you to listen to A Life Lived Joyfully, a show where we explore the call to holiness and the life of virtue. Join our hosts, Martha Fernanda Sardina, Monsignor Charles Pope, Steve Gleason, and Sarah Soto, as they discuss ways to live an authentic Catholic life, to strive for holiness and grow in virtue. Tune in Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. Central, 4 p.m. Eastern. 
You can also be a part of the conversation with questions or comments at 877-757-9424. Hi, I'm Debbie Giorgiani. And I'm Adam Bly, co-host of The Spirit World. On Saturday, we'll be discussing the degrees of demonic activity. Feel free to call in with your comment or question Saturday, 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central. Right here on Guadalupe Radio Network. Listen to The Spirit World with Debbie Giorgiani and Adam Bly. Visit grnonline.com slash spiritworld. And welcome back, folks, to your live and local program in his vineyard, which you can listen to every Monday at noon. I'm Sean, general, well, not general manager, the uh, director uh, of uh, mission development. Man, that's going to get some, you know, t- take some time getting used to saying that. Uh, but hopefully you had, a, you know, an enjoyable time listening to that conversation I had with Dr. Ray um, he's going to be speaking again this Saturday uh, there at Sacred Heart Catholic Church in Uvalde at the uh, Uvalde Men's Conference. Um, to register for that event, you need to contact Deacon Ken Dirksen, 830-279-9447. 60 bucks to, uh, to uh, attend, and that will uh, cover breakfast and lunch. This is, you know, this is a... Uh, uh, a full day, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. It's going to be a great time. Uh, Vulnerable People Project founder Jason Jones will also be speaking. Uh, Deacon David Evan and the Eagle Pass Men's Choir will be performing. Uh, we hope to see you out there. But uh, without delay, I want to bring on our second guest, Miss Diana Sarfin, who is representing uh, Pilgrim Center of Hope. Uh, we've got their seniors Catholic conference taking place uh, actually in just a couple of weeks, so a week from Saturday on the 23rd third of june uh out at what's that oh friday okay she's lip all right okay uh yes friday june 23rd sorry about that i'm looking at the uh, flyer right now so scratch that friday june 23rd 2023 at saint luke catholic church here in san antonio uh so without delay let me go ahead and introduce uh miss diana sarfin to the program miss diana thank you so much for for joining us today uh, and to talk about this wonderful conference uh introduce yourself to our listeners let's talk about your role within the uh you know within the conference itself and uh, let's begin there Good afternoon. Thank you, Sean. My name is Diana Sarfin. I've attended many of the senior conferences, and they are very enjoyable events. Uh, also wanted to add that St. Luke's Catholic Church is located on Manitou in San Antonio. It's right off of Callahan Road. It will be a wonderful experience. My singing senior singers from St. Luke's will be singing. We're called the the singing saints of St. Luke's and part of our ministry is that we have, before COVID we went to nursing homes and sang to the elderly and we gave as much as we got. It was a wonderful experience. I'm hoping to do it again. How about that? You know, if I can uh, ask you, so you said that you've been to really all of these conferences, right? Uh, What are some of those takeaways that you have felt um, you know, in your own personal experience with that, Ms. Diana? Well, it's a joyful time to be with other people of your age, and you can make other friendships and pursue your um, spiritual journey. It uh, It's a great time to be with uh, people of your same thought and consider uh, meeting new friends. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, yeah. So uh, if I if I could ask uh, ask you, right? So if you're going to be singing, right? You're going to be singing. You're going to be taking part in all this. Um, some of the feedback that that you yourself have, uh, spiritually speaking, right? What are some of those spiritual fruits that you have experienced on on your own that you'd like to share with our listeners? Because again, we want to you know make sure that a with this being really a a in person event again. Right uh, after you know uh, the the affliction and, and all that good stuff uh, that that transpired from 2019 to 2021, we'll say. I mean, there was a lot of events that had to take the back seat when it came to uh, you know doing things in person. But now y'all get to gather in person. It's not just an online thing. So uh, I'm sure there's some excitement there. But can you talk to our listeners uh, and encourage you know and in in encouraging them to come out in person, what are some of those, uh, you know, fruits, spiritual fruits? Well, I would say the fruits of the spirit, joy, understanding, uh, fellowship, so many uh, joyful moments that you, in fact, I met one lady years ago that I continue to speak with. And I think it's very important to get our elderly out to uh, be able to mingle with other people because mm-hmm. so many people are secluded and lonely and i think that's a major part of getting people to come in person yeah yeah for sure now again you already discussed that this is going to take place on friday june 23rd at saint luke catholic church uh located at 4603 manitou as you mentioned uh, just inside loop 410 um what are what are the ways that you know folks can register for the event can you talk about you know the because i know there's multiple ways you can call in go online can you talk to that uh, well, you can, like you said, you can register online. You can call uh, the Pilgrim Center Hope at uh, 210-521-3377. You can register at uh, www.pilgrimcenterofhope.org. And uh, you can go to your local parishes. They may also have flyers for you to share. I called over 72 churches to get them to participate. Oh, I wow. was on the calling group, so... Wow. Now, I'm always interested in the history of these conferences. Uh, I love to learn how, you know, these these things, you know, kind of came to be, if you will. Could you speak to the the history of the senior conference, uh, you know, to our listeners tuning in? Absolutely. Uh, First of all, why a Catholic Seniors Conference? To honor our elderly, to serve our senior community with an opportunity for them to be spiritually renewed, to be served and recognized for their needed prayers and wisdom for the body of Christ. Also in 2013, Archbishop Gustavo Garcia Sierra approached Mary Jane Fox, one of our directors, and said, we must have a seniors conference. Archbishop Gustavo was so impressed by the courageous and dignified retirement of Pope Benedict XVI that he called on Pilgrim Center of Hope to organize the first Catholic Seniors Conference, a day of prayer, learning, fellowship, and laughter. The first conference was in 2014. Life is a gift, and when it is long, it is a privilege for oneself and others. Spoken by Pope Francis, his conference on the pastoral care of the elderly, January 29th through the 31st on 2020. Mm-hmm. The hopeful words of Pope Francis and the graying of America continues to compel Pilgrim Center of Hope to present the Catholic Seniors Conference every year. Yes, uh, you know, and, and when you speak about, you know, some of those quotes, uh, you know, from our Holy Father, Pope Francis, you know, life is a gift, right? And 
when it's uh, you know it, it really stands out you know when when you spoke it and when it is long it is a privilege for oneself and for others um we all hope to have a long uh long life we hope that our our life matters we hope that our life uh, our legacy uh, is one that would you know leave abundant you know blessings upon everybody else that we've been uh, in contact with and i think like you're saying like what pilgrim center of hope is doing with these senior conferences i mean you said yourself with the graying of america it's you know it's kind of you know kind of neat you know how, how they say that but uh, again to have a conference where, as you mentioned earlier, like-minded seniors uh, of the same vintage, of like vintage, can come together and share that faith, grow in their faith, and know that there's still there's still value in, in what you bring uh, to to our culture. Right? It, it's so important. Uh, and I think with these conferences, I know Pilgrim Center of Hope has been putting po- conferences on for you know, over 23 years, uh, and in these conferences. Uh, you get, you know, those who attend learn about their true personal dignity in God. Uh, they get to encounter Christ and the church and be encouraged to know and love God and to, after these conferences, you know, to go forth inspired and empowered uh, using uh, their, their unique, you know, our own unique gifts to transform our family members, uh, parishioners, and, and community. So can you kind of give our listeners a, you know, a snapshot, a glimpse into what the conference uh, you know may look like uh, what can those attending you know expect well you can learn about the true personal dignity in god encounter christ and the church be encouraged to know and love god go forth inspired and empowered using their unique gifts to transform their family members, fellow parishioners, and community. I also would like to encourage caregivers if they're able to come because they deal directly with the elderly and how to deal with the elderly in a dignified manner. By 2050, the world's population aged 60 years and older is expected to total 2 billion, up from 900 million in 2015. Now it's 10th year, the Catholic Senior Conference is fulfilling the vital role of conveying and amplifying positive messages related to aging that can be found in age as an issue of mind over matter. If you don't mind, it doesn't matter. <laughs> That's awesome. So uh, I want to bring on a, you know, a, a special co-host guest today. All right. Um, so he is our new general manager for the Guadalupe Radio Network. So uh, there's no there, there's no way to do this, but, you know, just get in there and jump. Right. So uh, I'm going to introduce to you all Mr. Gordy Zambrano. Uh, and we're bringing Gordy on to a introducing everybody. But I know he's probably got some questions that he'd like to ask, too, uh, regarding the, the, the Catholic Seniors Conference. So, Gordy, introduce yourself to our listeners. It's so awesome to finally bring you in the search for the next GM of the South and Central Texas market uh, is done, and we are blessed to have you. Uh, so introduce yourself, and uh, what questions might you have for Miss Diana regarding the uh, the, the conference? Uh, yeah, uh, Gordy Zambrano, I'm super blessed and honored to be here. I'm uh, very excited. Uh, this is my first day on the job as the uh, new general manager for Guadalupe Radio Network. So uh, an exciting day for sure. Uh, I want my first uh, sentence to be, thank you, Lord, for the opportunity. Uh, this is uh, an incredible opportunity that I'm looking forward to. And uh, I know with you and I working this morning, it's going to be a, a very nice journey. And I'm feeling very, very blessed to be here. Awesome. 
Awesome. And uh, did you have some questions for Miss Diana regarding the senior conference? I know you were kind of nipping at the bit to get a word in. No, no. It sounds like it's going to be a, a, a very nice celebration. And I'm sure that people are going to be excited to uh, participate. And uh, I, you came in very prepared and answered a lot of questions. I think that was awesome. So we appreciate that. And uh, I'm, I'm praying for a, a very blessed event for for you and, and your parish at St. Luke's. Thank you so much. I'd also like to add it's $25, and you'll get coffee and breakfast taco with that, along with the fellowship. Mass is at 8 o'clock by Archbishop Garcia Sierra, and we will have three speakers. Uh, one of our speakers is Victor Negron. He's a husband, father, and grandfather, practicing lawyer, former judge, past president of the San Antonio Catholic Lawyers Guild, lay evangelist, and board member of Pilgrim Center of Hope. And for decades, he's advocated for adoration of the Holy Eucharist in San Antonio and beyond. Also, Father Gregory Ross, who is um, a pastor and rector of the Basilica of the National Shrine of the Little Flower in San Antonio as well, and our co-founder and co-director of Pilgrim Center of Hope, Mary Jane Fox. So it looks to be a wonderful, faith-filled, enjoyable, laughter-filled day. You know, uh, I... I hope you know that one day I get to experience one of these uh, senior conferences. I got quite a few uh, years to go yet still, but uh, I am super uh, excited to to hear about the the feedback that comes out uh, of the uh, conference. Um as you mentioned, you know Archbishop uh, Gustavo will be uh, celebrating Holy Mass. Uh you've got a, a great lineup of speakers uh you know here. Uh but you know I w- I'd like to talk a little bit more about um you know the the impact, right? So the Catholic Seniors Conference has been said that uh, it's been said that, you know, th- this is really all about embracing the gift of aging. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in, in in what ways uh, do you do that through these conferences, Miss Diana? How is well, that done? Well, through the speakers and also uh, we can embrace our faith in many different ways by having the speakers talk about the specific topics that they will be talking about. Mm-hmm will be um, Mr. Negron will speak about the Eucharistic Lord seeing with eyes of love Father Ross will be speaking on surrender and hope and we will also have a rosary with meditations for healing it's important as a senior myself I can share that the more we're involved the more we're able to spread the word not only by um, magnanimous large ways but small ways Mm -hmm. talking to people uh, listening to people Giving a smile. I read one time that um, the uh, your smile is the only Bible that some people have to read. So we need to get closer to the Lord by being there for each other by fellowship. That's great. Now, so just a reminder, all right, Pilgrim Center of Hope, June 23rd, a Friday, all right, at St. Luke Catholic Church, 4603 Manitou. Um, this is the Catholic Seniors Conference. Uh, Victor Negron will be speaking. Father Gregory Ross uh, will be speaking and presenting. And, um, you know, director, co-founder of Pilgrim Center of Hope, Miss Mary Jane Fox uh, will also be pre- presenting. Uh, this is a going to, you know, this is going to be, you know, a time where, yes, seniors can, can get together um, and really, you know, come together and understand, yeah, the, 
the experiences, the life, uh, you know, the, the wisdom, you know, wisdom isn't something that just happens because you turn, you know, a, a number, right. You know, your, or the number for your age increases. No, it, it, the, the wisdom comes through different life experiences. And I think, you know, when you have a conference like this, where you can kind of, um, it, you fit those thoughts come to the forefront, uh, whereas maybe it's just something that you know you, you just live your your day to day life. But I think it's super important that you know we do have these conferences that where where you can uh, get together with uh, like minded folks and such. Um, now. Can you speak to uh, maybe, you know, are, is there going to be uh, confession? Are there going to be breakout times to, to gather with one another? Uh, tell us mo- more about, you know, what that day looks like, Miss Diana. Uh, well, as far as uh, breakout times, there will be a time when you walk from the church to the cafeteria and you'll receive your two tacos and coffee. Then the um, MC will introduce um, Victor Negron. The MC is Mary Jane Fox. There'll be a question and answer period, uh, a 15 minute break. And then the next speaker will be introduced, uh, another question and answer period, and another uh, short talk by Mary Jane. And, uh, the MC will introduce opportunities to provide rides to seniors, to medical appointments. So we'll give them opportunities beyond the conference. And we'll finish up with the rosary with meditations for healing. And also I want to stress the time. It's from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. So it'll be a full morning. And also I do want to encourage those who are not seniors. They can also attend because if you're connected with seniors in any okay. ways, you may be able to learn some compassion and some tips how to deal with your older people. No, that sounds awesome. It looks like uh, Gordy's got a question, man. Yeah. Gordy, yeah. Uh, Miss Diana, what is the biggest takeaway? What, what do people walk away from uh, the event feeling? What, the exuberation or, you know, tell us a little bit about that. I think it's a feeling of of joy, of being out to be among other people, because especially after COVID, people didn't have that. True. And I think that that in itself is being with people who are like-minded and maybe helping people who are maybe on on the cups not feeling needed not feeling wanted a feeling of being wanted that's so important sure. and you know we're here to evangelize and bring people closer to god and that's what the bottom line is all about that's what we're here to share our love of god our love of jesus and our love of each other we have to reach out to one another Gotcha. Amen. So when when they leave, what is the uh, what is the takeaway? I mean, is there um, you know is there a sense of hey, I've got a new community. Uh, this is an outreach that you know a community that I can reach out to uh, anytime throughout the year. Yes, and I think it's important that we're going to offer people different opportunities to get connected through ministries. Yeah. Yes, and also I'd like to quote from Scripture. Proverbs thirteen fourteen tells us that the teaching of the wise is the fountain of life. Our families, our parishes, our culture, and our world needs the experience, the example, and the wisdom that only someone who has lived a long life can offer. Seniors, we need each other. That is right. Wow, Absolutely. how beautifully put on... Again, it's so exciting uh, to to have this available to us. You know, you'll hear me time and again say how active, you know, the Archdiocese of San Antonio is just with the many, many, many lay apostolates uh, that are out there. Um, you know, Pilgrim Center of Hope, they've they've done these conferences for 
very long time, um, and you know it, it's always you know fruitful. It, it certainly is. Uh, Deacon Tom, Miss Mary Jane, the entire team out there, at Pilgrim Center of Hope, uh, they do wonderful work out there. So please, if you're tuning in, if you know somebody uh, that would uh, you know benefit by being at this conference, um, you know make sure you register. Go to Pilgrim Center of Hope dot org. Click on the events tab, uh, and you'll find seniors conference. You can also call uh, Pilgrim Center of Hope at 210-521-3377. Registration is just $25. You must pre-register. Uh, is that right? Is there not going to be registration at the door? Do we know anything Correct. about that? Uh Pre-registration uh, will end by June 19th Okay, because okay. they need to know how many people to provide for, sure. for the tacos. Sure. And um, and don't let the $25 stop you because sure. I'm sure we will be able to find a way to help those who maybe want to attend but can attend for monetary reasons. Amen. Amen. Um, I think it's uh, I think this is great. You know, Miss Diana, I'm so glad that uh, you had the opportunity to come on uh, and speak on behalf of Pilgrim Center of Hope. Um, when you talk about, you know, some of the, the musical talents that y'all are going to be uh, offering, are there some uh, some songs uh, in mind that you can share with us that uh, maybe a little uh, a little tidbit of it, a little preview maybe? I think we're going to hold that as a secret for the day of the event. <laughs> we like surprises in our lives as well. And also, I want to add one last thing about um, the elderly. There are several people who are at home and feel maybe they, they can't do anything. What can they do? Sure. They can always pray. Yeah. Because that's part of our role, too. We need to pray for each other. We need to pray for our families. We need to pray for the world. Amen to that. Again, Absolutely. folks, uh, that is Pilgrim Center of Hope Seniors Catholic Conference taking place on Friday, June 23rd, 2023 at St. Luke Catholic Church at 4603 Manitou, right here in San Antonio, over there uh, just outside um, you know, Loop 410. Uh, so again, Mr. Diana, look, I can't thank you enough. Thank you for, uh, you know, to, uh, the sharing of, uh, of this information, uh, for stepping in uh, and wanting to talk about this for, for our beloved seniors. You know, uh, again, it, it, is, it is through them that, you know, we learn, um, you know, from the past. Uh, it is through them that we can learn how to, um, you know, make those changes necessary for our future. Uh, and it's a beautiful, uh, you know, work that, you know, y'all are doing uh, to, it, to highlight the dignity of those that are in our communities that are that are aging. So thank you so much for, for being an incredible witness of that. Thank you so much, Sean, for having me. God you bless. You got it. God bless you. Uh, and again, folks, uh, with just a couple of minutes left uh, in the program, I do want to remind everybody of the you know Summer share that will be kicking off tomorrow. Our Summer share theme is actually going to be in his presence as we continue to progress through the, you know, through this year of, uh, of a uh, you know Eucharistic revival uh, in His presence is, is the theme. Uh, we bring these Sherathon uh, pledge drives to you once a quarter, making our appeal for your financial support to help keep the Guadalupe Radio Network on the air. Um, it, you probably you know if you're tuning in, you recognize this already, but it is the GRN, the Guadalupe Radio Network. We are your local Catholic Radio Network. Okay, I can't stress that enough. We are your local Catholic Radio Network. We have the privilege, we have the abundant blessing of highlighting, uh, you know, 
people in, in ministry across the archdiocese, uh, across our listening areas, just like we had Miss Diana Sarfin on to represent Pilgrim Center of Hope. We get to highlight their conference. Uh, we get to talk about the many parish priests that we have, the wonderful parish priests that we have, the wonderful parish ministries, the Knights of Columbus events that are going on uh, through your local Catholic radio network. And we can't do that, um, you know, of course, if we're not on the air. Uh, and how do we do that? Well, we rely on the, you know, on God's divine providence. Uh, we rely on the abundant generosity of our listeners that tune in and give of, uh, you know, uh, give of their gifts and talents, uh, you know, toward our ministry. Again, your uh, your donation, uh, you can either call in your one time donation or call in your monthly pledge, uh, you know, anytime this week, starting tomorrow through Friday. And it's your participation in our mission of evangelization uh, through the power of radio. And for that, I am beyond grateful. I am so excited uh, to have you know, the opportunity to introduce Gordy Zambrano as the uh, general manager for the uh, GRN now in South and Central Texas. He's going to be out there. Um, you know, for, for the many different events and such uh, that are going to be taking place, uh, starting with uh, more than likely the Catholic Men's Conference this weekend there in Uvalde, Texas. Uh, I will it's be. going to be great. Yes. And I'll be very much involved, um, you know, still with uh, the, the, you know, the day to day stuff uh, here. But I'm excited about my new role within the, the Guadalupe Radio Network. Uh, Gordy, any uh, takeaways from the first day on the air, first day on the job? <laughs> talk, talk to us about it. We got about a minute left. Well, not only the first day, but the first few minutes. I mean, I just got here at 8 a.m. this morning and <laughs> didn't anticipate me being on the uh, on the radio. But uh, let me tell you, I've got some very big shoes to fill. Uh, Sean, you've done a, a fantastic job. I've been a longtime listener of GRN and uh, know by, you know, just by listening in on your show on Mondays that uh, you do a fantastic job. So I think it's going to be an honor and a privilege. Um, I've got family listening right now, so it makes it a little bit more nerve wracking. But, you know, they're texting <laughs> You'll me. You'll get and, over it. <laughs> yeah, it's going to take time. But, uh, you know, they're texting me and, and all that good stuff. I think overall, it's just an exciting time and uh, ready to serve the Lord. Amen. And with that, folks, uh, we are grateful for you spending time with us today. That music means that we are done for the day. We will not be on next Monday. So uh, continue to tune in. Again, please prayerfully consider calling in a one-time donation uh, this week or a monthly pledge of support. God bless you. Keep us in your prayers and just be assured of our prayers for you. Take care and God bless you. Hi, this is Dave Palmer. Do you love all that you're learning about the Catholic Church here on the GRN, and are you ready to dive into the deep? If so, join us each Friday afternoon beginning at 1 p.m. Central for Back to the Father on the GRN's Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter pages as we discuss key teachings of St. Thomas Aquinas' Summa Theologia and their application to our everyday journey through this life and our goal of returning Back to the Father. Each Friday at 1 p.m. Central, email backtothefather at grnonline.com for more information. This is Sarah Soto, Thursday host of A Life Live Joyfully, where we explore the call to holiness and the life of virtue, inviting you to join the program daily at 3 p.m. Central, 4 p.m. Eastern on the Guadalupe Radio Network. You can also listen to us on your smartphone by downloading the Guadalupe Radio Network app from the App Store or Google Play. We hope you can join us. God bless you. This is Bishop Andrew Cousins, Chair of the National Eucharistic Revival, with this month's Eucharistic Moment. How do the saving effects of Jesus' Paschal Mystery, 
which happened 2,000 years ago, reach you and me today. The Last Supper, the death on the cross, and the resurrection, these become present at every Holy Mass. As the priest begins the Eucharistic prayer, our minds travel to the Last Supper, the cross, and even to the empty tomb, and we are put into real contact with these events which opened up salvation for us. When Jesus tells his apostles, do this in memory of me, he's telling them to make present, through this ritual action, the saving event of his Paschal mystery. Whenever we attend Mass, we are miraculously present to this salvific event and can unite our worship to it and receive his resurrected life. In your car, at the office, or in your home, we're always here. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network, radio for your soul. Thanks for listening to KJMA 89.7 Floresville, San Antonio. On the Guadalupe Radio Network in South Texas. Catholic Radio for your soul. Catholic Radio for your soul. And also streaming on grnonline.com and on your smartphone.